You're listening to Positively Anti-Inflammatory, the show for people just like you who want to keep inflammation down and your spirits up. I'm your host, Alyssa Abrahamson, functional nutritional therapist and wellness coach. Today and every Wednesday, I'm here to be your coach and your guide as I offer insightful ways for you to lead a positively anti-inflammatory life. Hello and welcome to episode 44. <laughs> today, ah, today <laughs> we're talking about dysfunctional independence. <laughs> yeah, it's a doozy. I am going to explain what dysfunctional independence is, how being a dysfunctionally independent person impacts your life. I will give examples of how to know if you are dysfunctionally independent. I also recommend exploratory questions to understand your why origins of being dysfunctionally independent. And finally, I will suggest a few good practices for recovering dysfunctionally independent people. <laughs> oh my God, how many times can I say those two words? D-I. Oh my Lord. Okay. <laughs> so the idea for this episode came from a video series that I watched recently. Um, it was called Changing Your Life Through Affirmations. And it was hosted by Robert Holden, who is a psychologist and author who works in the field of positive psychology and well-being. And in one of his talks, he mentioned the term dysfunctional independence. And I was like, wait, what? Whoa. <laughs> dysfunctional independence? I'd never heard the term before, and it really struck a chord. He said that dysfunctional independence is when you live your life trying to do too much by yourself. Dang, it was intense, and I can certainly relate. I used to be dysfunctionally independent, and I I just have to say I'm laughing because it's such it's like I don't know it's just it's such a, it feels like such a heavy term, and it's just make it's just cracking me up because it's like oh my god dysfunctionally independent, but it really is a thing, and I and I feel like you might be able to relate, and so it's super important to be talking about it today. So anyway, I used to live my life trying to do everything by myself with the help of no one. I used to feel super uncomfortable asking for help or receiving help or receiving in any way. And while I was doing it, while I was living that way, I didn't realize that I was a dysfunctional independence. I didn't realize it was unhealthy. But it's been a while now since I've worked on vulnerability and opened up to all kinds of receiving. And so now I have a different experience and perspective. And when I reflect on how I used to be dysfunctionally independent, it really it kept me from feeling fully connected and supported and receiving all the love, abundance, help, support, connection that I actually need, want, and deserve. 
So I no longer identify as dysfunctionally independent because I've I've really done a lot of work on discovering why I was behaving this way and and working through that. But, you know, it was a way to keep me from feeling hurt, to close myself off, to show I was strong and I could do it all. And it was a coping mechanism to show the world I don't need anyone. Thankfully, it's been a part of my healing journey to heal those areas of my life. And I'm happy to be sharing this topic here with you now today in the hopes of this conversation will benefit you. The bottom line is, I believe that human connection, opening your heart, recognizing that you have needs, acknowledging that you can't do it all alone, and being vulnerable and receiving improves your quality of life and your well-being, your health. It improves your relationships, your connections, just enhances your overall experience. Positively anti-inflammatory living at its finest. So let's dive in and explore dysfunctional independence. So first, I'm going to ask you some questions. <laughs> Do you pride yourself on being self-reliant? Are you reluctant or maybe too proud to ask for help? Let's take it even further. Do you even realize that you need help? Maybe you've become so used to doing everything on your own that you don't even consider it. Like reaching out to someone doesn't even register as an option to you. Or maybe you know you'd benefit from help, but it just doesn't, but it just feels like too imposing or difficult to involve someone else. You might feel embarrassed because you think, I should be able to do this, or I should be able to fix this situation by myself. Perhaps you want to prove to yourself and the world that you don't need anyone else. There are so many reasons why we are dysfunctionally independent. And here's the deal. Our need to do everything ourselves is usually driven by, driven by ego and fear. Fear of feeling hurt, fear of appearing needy, fear of reaching out only to be rejected. When you're a dysfunctionally independent person, you might very well be trying to do life all by yourself without help from anyone else because it's your way of asserting to the world, I have no needs. I'm good. I'm fine. I got this. Plus, you might believe that no one will do it as well as you do or as you will. Can you relate to any of this? So when I was doing research on this episode and really thinking about it, I brought it up to a very good friend of mine and I said, I told her that I was working on this podcast episode and I said, I think you really relate to it. It's called <laughs> dysfunctional independence. And she was like, uh, yeah, that's me. <laughs> she 100% identifies as being dysfunctionally independent. And we had a really healthy, great conversation about it. 
she said that the dysfunction is not in the not asking for help, but rather the dysfunction is not even knowing that you actually need help. Because that's her experience. And she went on to say that the dysfunction is is fashioning your life in such a way that you believe you do not need help. So the answer might not be as simple as, oh, just, you know, practice asking for help because you've crafted your life. So there is no place in your life that you believe that you require help. She also said that she doesn't want to feel like she owes anyone anything. She doesn't want to be an inconvenience or put someone in a position to say yes and do something that they don't actually want to do. Wow. Can you relate to her feelings on this, what she said? And then we started talking about why. Why does someone become functionally independent? Of course, it'll be different for for each person, but it could be that, you know, as a child, your needs weren't met, so you took on the role of meeting your own needs, and then you got praised for filling that role. That was her experience. It's really profound and, and very real. There were specific needs that were not met, so she took on the role of meeting her own needs, and then she got praised for doing so, for filling that role or those roles. So it was a coping mechanism for her that was reinforced and praised. I've also, it's really interesting. It's It, it really is a pattern for so many people. I've experienced this a lot with my clients that many of them don't even realize that they have needs because they've been so busy their entire lives taking care of other people that they've suppressed their needs. And so they they are out of touch and disconnected with the fact that they, have, that they actually have needs. Do you think that you might be suppressing your needs by being dysfunctionally independent? If so, why? Perhaps you're trying to avoid a repeat of past disappointments or rejection. Maybe you mask your needs by being a giver or always just being super busy. Think about this. Excessive busyness and doing everything yourself disguises old hurts and wounds and really doesn't allow true connection with ourselves and others. For many of us, being fiercely independent might look or feel like strength and freedom on the surface, but I feel like there's always a layer underneath driving that behavior. And that's what I'm asking you to consider. What's your why? What's going on underneath? Before we go deeper into the why, Let's clarify some telltale signs of how to know if you are being dysfunctionally independent. Number one, you are exhausted because you insist on doing everything yourself and being self-sufficient. Number two, you are too proud, 
scared, afraid, or anal to ask for or accept help. Number three, you don't let anyone give to you. Intimacy might be unfamiliar and uncomfortable. Four, you think being single equates freedom. Five, you appear unconcerned or or cool and calm, but you're actually disconnected from your feelings. Six, you feel lonely and you're scared of commitment. Seven, your attempts at healing are solitary. Eight, you are in competition with everyone because you're unwilling to join or collaborate. If you have lived life with frequent disappointment or people not carrying their weight, or you had to take on roles of being independent as a coping mechanism as a child, it's easy to fall into this trap of dysfunctional independence. This badge of self-sufficiency and independence might be a story you're telling yourself that's stopping you from creating connections and forming collaborations, receiving, and it could be limiting you in different ways. So we're going to go even deeper and examine the why. If you think you are being dysfunctionally independent, I've got some important questions for you. So now is the time to press pause, grab your pen and paper. So these questions are intended for you to explore and discuss with a trusted person. Maybe it's a therapist or a coach or someone you feel safe with. Here are the questions. What does independence mean to you? What do you get from being independent? What does your ego get from being independent? When did you first need to be independent? Why did you decide to become so independent? Did someone hurt you or let you down? Just feel free to just really go deep and reflect on events in your life, in your childhood. What are you afraid of by, what are you afraid of losing by not being independent? What are you defending against? What fear is hiding in your independence? Again, I really encourage you to not answer these questions on your own. That that would be being dysfunctionally independent. No. Um, just really go through these questions with a trusted friend or professional because I promise you, you will get more out of it and it will encourage you to really open up and be vulnerable and receive and reflect and discover and um, and explore your why in, in a different way. 
I also recommend that you listen to two podcast episodes, episode six, Opening Your Heart, and episode 18, The Importance of Receiving and Learning to Receive. Even if you've listened to them, listen again. I know that you'll find something new and helpful for you. All right, so now I have some recommendations for good practices for for recovering dysfunctionally independent people. Um, Number one, first, look around you and notice in your life how you are being supported all the time. You know, maybe that person at the coffee shop who makes your morning latte or the plumber who fixed your kitchen sink. I mean, even if you make your own coffee or you or if you, you fix your own kitchen sink, just think of examples of how you are being supported by other humans all the time. When you think about total independence is truly a fallacy. We are human. We need each other. Who is on your team in life? Second, do you judge people that you perceive as being needy? If so, notice when you do this. And if it does provoke a strong reaction at you, reaction in you, it 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 might mean that you are like that you that you're likely projecting. So know that it's okay to need someone. I encourage you to, you know, take care of and learn to accept the part of you that does feel needy sometimes. Third, a third practice for recovering dysfunctionally independent people are just asking a few questions. You could ask yourself, could who could I be by showing that I have needs? Who could I be by showing that I have needs? Who could I be by asking for help? What would it feel like for me to receive today? And those those last three questions really, I mean, all of these questions really opening your heart and being open to, to receiving that information to help encourage you to explore and have a deeper understanding of yourself and how you can support your growth. I really want to be clear that I'm not saying that being self-sufficient or being independent is negative or bad in any way. It's absolutely not. Independence can be incredibly important, helpful, inspiring, encouraging, strengthening. It's when independence becomes dysfunctional that we need to reevaluate our mindset and actions around it. So I hope that going through this today and really understanding you know, and and giving insight into what it means to be dysfunctionally independent really shed some light on it and how if you are behaving in this way, how it's impacting you. You know that I advocate for you to open your heart, let people in, let yourself be nourished, allow yourself to be supported and given to. It's beautiful and healing, and you deserve it. I appreciate you for joining and listening today, and I hope that today's episode, while I was laughing (laughs) 
in the beginning because it's, you know, oh my God, dysfunctionally independent. Here we go. But it's so, it's real. Like I can so relate to it and I suspect you can too. And I really hope that you have gleaned some insight and and thoughts and ideas to really move forward on your healing journey with this. And if you're curious to learn more about my work as a nutritional therapist and holistic wellness coach, visit my website. It's thewellnessheadquarters.com. And looking forward to connecting next week. And until then, say something nice to yourself, slow down when you eat, and say yes to rest. Hey, if what you're hearing resonates with you, I created a free resource just for you, Anti-Inflammatory Living, The Essential Guide. To get your free copy, head over to guide.thewellnessheadquarters.com. That's guide.thewellnessheadquarters.com to receive your free Anti-Inflammatory Living, The Essential Guide.